Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. sad that people did not get to listen to you singing in the break. In the break? You love Christmas songs. Well, I do love Christmas songs. I mean, I like my specific Christmas songs that I also like. You know, Little Drummer Boy there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they told me for up a pum pum. That's one of my favorites. It's out Is there. It? Yeah. Okay. A newborn king to see, Paul Rumpa-pum-pum. It's just, it's a great tune, you know? Bing Crosby, you know, and uh, uh, who's the guy? Dean uh, Martin. Ziggy, no, Ziggy Stardust. Oh, Ziggy Stardust. David <laughs> Bowie. It was Bing Crosby and David Bowie, I think, that did that little, uh, the twosome where he's the neighbor to come over and he was playing the piano. Yes, yes. yes. That's good stuff right there. Oh, I, I remade, thought... by, remade by, remade uh, by... John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. They redid that kind of as a little act. Yeah, oh, oh, they it's did? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to if find you've that never on YouTube. Seen it, you can find it easily on YouTube. Just Google. Hit the Google machine, and the next thing you know, it'll come up for you. I thought this I thought this was your favorite. This one? Dean Martin. Oh, yeah. I really can't but stay. But, baby, it's cold outside. It's a great Christmas song. Away. But, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, that's the first yeah. move. Yeah. I like that's it. the yeah. first move. Beautiful. The idiots in the world tried to cancel this, but um, unfortunately, we don't let idiots win. Well, she said my mother will start to worry, so she still lives at home. Yeah. She's an old maid. Back in the day, that would have been considered an old maid, right? She's pouring her some drinks. No cabs to be had out there. Yeah, there's no cabs. She just asked what was in the drink. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, you're putting Canadian Club in there. Put a little Crown Royal in there, some Jameson. Uh, well, she's trying to leave now. You want to know. Who is? She's trying to leave, and he's like, no, stay. She's telling him I can't stay. It's cold. Outside. They both agree it's cold outside, though. <laughs> they both come to an agreement, right? It is cold outside. <laughs> yeah. We must go. Maybe it's cold outside. And by the way, when Will Ferrell, when Will Ferrell, the young lady, sing this one in Elf, yeah. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, is it what's her name? Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah. When the two of them sing this in Elf, it's fantastic. It is. My sister will be suspicious. Well, of course, sisters will be there at the door. Yeah, but the sisters always got a wary eye for the for the younger sister or the older sister. No, she would. Now she's now she's loosening up. Now she wants a cigarette. Say, lend me a coat. Get up to your knees out there. Yeah, see? He's just trying to remind you. You want to go out there and, and die a frostbite. I mean, he's being considerate, for heaven's sake. Who can find something nefarious in this song? Uh, see, now she knows there's going to be a talk tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot being implied there. There's some implications. If you got pneumonia and died. Yeah. <laughs> it's an allegation. 
What a great Christmas tune right there. And then they say, okay, fine, just another drink. That's it. Yeah. That's all. I okay. One more cocktail. I, I do love that song. I, I know you do, Peggy. I did not know that it was... They uh, tried, somebody tried to they cancel tried to that cancel a couple years it ago? Years yeah. ago. Yeah, do you know what the number one song was when... Uh, I don't think you can say the full name. I don't think you can say it. I'm not going to say, 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 say it at all. You can't say it. I'm not going to say it I'm warning Peggy. Yeah. I trust Yurko. I know Yurko Wait, knows what he's doing. you think I was going to yeah. say it? Yeah, yes, you, yes. I would yes. not. Sometimes you just say things. Uh, I know what happens in there. You right. get worried about me. But that's then the pure stupidity of it all. That's the wonderful stupidity in everything that was happening at the time. That they were canceling Baby trying It's Cold to, Outside. Trying to, yeah. And at the same time, the number one song... Was just something that was ridiculous. That we can't even say. Yeah, you can't even say it on the air. How would you describe it? <laughs> <laughs> the acronym is WAP. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Oh. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. But yeah, I love singing. I love singing Christmas songs. Who doesn't? Right. Like, how can you not? So my favorite part of Little Drummer Boy is when they have the, like, the snare drums, mm-hmm. like 12 in a row, and they, they go about the business of getting the drums working. That's that's the fun part of that song. Wait. Little Drummer Boy. I don't think I've actually listened to a lot of these words. I like them. I, I'll sing them, but I didn't know it was about the drum not working. Who said the drums not You working? just said about the snare drum. No, the snare drums, the line, the eighth line of snare drums. It's got nothing to do with drums not working. Oh, I thought you I'm just said. I'm watching the way they work. Oh, the snare the way drum I gotcha. line. When they're setting up to get the little drummer boys, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but man, I tell you, those drum guys, they can do some work, you know? So the little drummer boy is on your your Christmas Playlist. Your, your manger, too. Yeah. It's, that's also your manger. Sure, absolutely. That's that little boy. Away he's, in the manger. He's the little drummer boy. Absolutely. Yes. It's, that's we're, my little guy. It, it takes us a while. It takes us a while to get there, but I, yeah, I eventually absolutely. get to your your space. I appreciate that. You're so kind. Let's keep going on the phone lines. Yes, we go. Uh, Dean is downtown. Hello, Dean. Hey, Peggy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good kid. Good afternoon. How you doing today? I'm good. Downtown Dean just got to the from the village of Deerfield to Humboldt Park in 22 minutes. How about that? You're moving, nice. my friend. You found yourself a tremendous route. Tri- tri- uh, trip would have taken me over an hour a couple weeks ago. God bless. Yeah, I'm glad. So, uh, I'm glad you got here. I called to say something else, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take another route, like you said. I'm so tired of this wannabe half a wise guy calling the show Polly Stanud. I was taking bets when you were dating cheerleaders, kid. I got a house in Boca. I'll come down there and straighten his out. Same clown says Justin Fields should be a wide receiver. Get out of here. <laughs> What's going on today? I don't know. <laughs> that, that was awesome. All right, though, Dean. moving on. That was fantastic. That, that Thank was you, great, Dean. Dean. Yeah. We appreciate that. You made There's us laugh. Your words. I don't even know what they meant. I right. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to Naperville. John. 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 Oh, or boy. just John. Hey guys. Merry Christmas. John. John. Thanks, how are John, you? John. John. Merry Christmas. I'm doing well. I was watching uh, clips from, it was 2019, young Jared Goff against young Patrick Mahomes. It was like 54 to 52. Best game of football I've ever seen. I can't see Justin Fields ever performing in a game like that. And I'm a Justin Fields fan, but he showed us 
He's just not there in the fourth quarter. And I root for the guy. I love him. But I can't see him ever competing in those big games. He is uh, 32nd in the NFL amongst NFL quarterbacks with fourth quarter ratings. He is 32nd. Well, you're, pre- you're playing a specific way with him. And I, if you're down 10 in the fourth quarter, it's you're, you're hard-pressed to be able to come back. Yeah, but that, it, not, I just think of, like, of his crazy it's offensive not. games yeah. like that. It's yeah. just it's tough for him. I can never see him competing at that high of a level. Yeah, he'd be hard-pressed to be able to make a comeback in that situation. Yeah, yeah when, but that's my thoughts. So I'm, yeah. I'm in favor of going with the new guy and hoping Justin Fields does well somewhere else. But I just don't. I don't see building a team around him. How much that's going to help? All right, we appreciate it, John. John, yeah, that's just not the way. You know, when I tell you you got to play a specific way, you've got to play from, you know, from tied and with the lead. Yeah, if you're going to win with uh, Lamar Jackson, and they do it. They do it in Baltimore. They do it in Baltimore. Okay, I'm just letting you guys know you can find a way to win with a quarterback. Okay, that doesn't come from behind. That's not absolutely perfect in his reads. You can still find ways to win in this league. Teams do it. I've seen it done. Not every quarterback is uh, is the best quarterback in the league. Not every quarterback is a tier one quarterback. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most of them are not. Yeah. Most of them are not. If you have 32 quarterbacks, you're talking about 27 who are not top-tier quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're still winning. There's still winning teams in there. So uh, let's go out to Valparaiso real quickly here. Jim is up next. Hi, Jim. Actually, it's Tim. It's actually Tim, but you can call me Jim if you want. I don't yeah, it's really okay, care. Tiny Tim. I got gotcha. you. No there problem. you go. All Tiny right. Tim. I'm tiptoeing through the tulips. First, I want to say Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you. To uh, you, Peggy, and to you, Mr. Yurko. I also like to say, let's cancel the idiots, Yurko. Let's cancel the idiots. Yes, I'm with you. I love canceling the idiots. So how all we hear from adjusted lovers and other people is, hey, how can we judge Justin based on the rest of the team, right? Can't do it. It's impossible, right? Well, I say, how can we judge the rest of the team based on Justin? How are you going to get rid of, other than the center, how are you going to get rid of any offensive lineman with Justin Fields behind him? You can't they all. You can't tell how they block because he holds the ball forever, right? How are you going to get rid of a, a receiver when Justin Fields is the one throwing it to him or not throwing it to him? How are you going to get rid of a tight end? You only get one catch a year. What are you going to do? You're not even used to catching it. So I think what we really need to do in order to make good you know, quality decisions this offseason is take Justin out of the picture and say, okay, how would this guy have been with a different quarterback? Because we're not – I find it very difficult to get rid of any player when you have Justin Fields as quarterback other than the center. Yeah, I mean, it is unfair. Wide receivers are dependent upon service. And the service comes yeah. from the quarterback. So that's what wide receivers are dependent upon. Uh, and, and Mooney, I mean, for as bad of a year as Mooney is having, he is dependent upon service well, and targets. And, and who was his quarterback and, when and, he had a thousand yard season? It was Justin Fields, right? And he was getting the football. Yeah, and he was getting the football. So you know, there's been. I think we've seen some regression with some players. I, Tim brings up a really good point, though, is that how do you judge them? How do you judge the rest of the players? Was he Darnell Mooney's number one option back then when he got a thousand, or was he the second or third option? I think that would be the biggest 
uh, bugaboo. I'd have to find out if he's the number one option because it's the first guy he was looking at, and that's where the ball was then coming. That's a really good point. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls. This is Carmen and Yurko, ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko, Peggy filling in for Carmen. Coming up at uh, 2 o'clock, it's Waddle and Sylvie. We will be doing crosstalk with the boys as well. Bears Weekly tonight at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. If you are in your car or if you are away, you can uh, always check it out on the ESPN Chicago app as well. And then Chris Black. Are you solo tonight, Chris? Tonight oh, yeah. at 7? Might as well. One last time for the year. Nice. There you go. Chris Black will be back here at 7 o'clock. So uh, we welcome all of you to stay tuned. And we welcome in Polly Cheesecake as well. Hello, Polly Cheesecake. What's up, guys? Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, I, I'm doing something crazy for New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's, Pauly? I'm lighting fireworks. You're going to light fireworks for New Year's? Now, I've seen that before. That's not necessarily crazy. Well, yeah, but I'm going to do it outside the apartment so I don't get in trouble, obviously, but I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise lighting up the fireworks inside the apartment for sure. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I might as well give you my picture now. I will take the Browns over the Texans. Browns over the Texans. Yes. Okay. I want what the else? I want the Vikings over the, the the Lions over the Vikings. Lions over the Vikings. It's a little bit different than what you had said there, but that's fine. Yes. Yes. Lions and, and over I, the Vikings. And obviously. Dallas will get destroyed. Dallas is going to get destroyed? Wow. By Miami. So you've got Miami, whatever the spread is. I'm trying to find your one, Miami game. One. One. Miami is favored one. by one. Yes. I went two and one last week. Yes, you're right. Miami is one. You did go two and one last week in those picks last. Yeah. Uh, Dallas yeah. is the team that killed you, right? Yeah, yes, to do. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. Uh, oh, listen, for, for uh, Christmas, we're having a standing rib roast. A standing rib roast for Ooh. Christmas. Are you cooking yeah. that? You smoking that? What are you no, doing? No, no, no. My, my, my mom's going to cook it. Uh, we're going to put it on the grill. Beautiful. I mean, that's uh, is the little lady coming over? The the. Uh, no, no, she's not coming. I told her we're not meeting until like next year. Okay. Like, I'm, next just, year I'm yeah. making sure there could have been a change of plans, Polly. No, no, no. I t- I understand. Polly, listening. Polly, have you met yet? Have you and your uh, your lady friend? We're, we're gonna be, we're gonna know. We're gonna meet uh, next month. Oh, why are you putting it off? You In don't the want new it year. around the holidays. She got a cold. New year, the new year, new year. She had gotten a chest cold. Yeah. Really could have caused some damage. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, yeah. Are you exchanging yeah. gifts? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got her. I got her a gift card. Beautiful nice. gift. Nothing says, "Hey, I dig you," like a nice gift card. Where is it to? Sephora. Oh, oh that's yeah. Perfect. We found that out last week. Yes, yeah, Sephora. Oh, okay. It's that's very perfect. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. has she sent you a gift yet? Uh she she, she sent it to the tomorrow. 
Beautiful. All I don't, right. I don't know what though. I don't know what. Don't know what yet though. Oh boy. Mm, okay. I'm hoping it's. <laughs> I'm hoping it's something nice that you can cover. It, 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 I promise. Beautiful. All right, Paulie, yeah. we appreciate it. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to Merry you next Christmas, week. Guys, okay. Merry Christmas, guys. Oh, Merry Christmas. And, and uh, Tito's with uh, some pineapple juice as well. Oh, the beautiful. Oh, well, wow. We'll nice. enjoy it. I wish we had some okay, pineapple guys. juice. Yeah. Nice. All right, Paulie Cheesecake. Okay, Happy guys. holidays. Thank you, you Paulie. Thank you. Okay. All right. Standing rib roast. Mmm. This sounds delicious. I know. It's making me hungry. Oh. I'm yeah, always no, hungry when I down. do this show. Yeah, she's like, always. I'm hungry. I said, well, we could order a pizza. We could have ordered a pizza. No, that's okay. I just, I, I, this show falls right in the middle of the day when if I'm not real busy, then I think about food. Right. So you got to keep yourself I busy. I have to keep busy. So I got you. Yeah. Let's go uh, out to Maywood. Jim, you're up next. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. I just, I'll make this real quick. You know, uh. I think I agree. I agree with what Lance Briggs keeps telling everybody. The Bears need to fix the line in the trenches first and build the team instead of worrying about a quarterback because Justin Fields is good enough to win with. You need to go get you the best left tackle you can get this year. You need to get you another wide receiver that's the number one we that can a, catch the ball. We need a center. And, yeah, and a center. Fix the line. And Iberflus is great. Like he came out of uh, um, um, the Colts, he's a great defensive guy. Keep him as a defensive coordinator. Get you a head coach, an experienced head coach that knows what he's doing, and go get you another offensive coordinator. There is no way the head coach is going to agree to return to the team that is taking away his job. And, and become the and coordinator become the here. Coordinator. They'll it's, become a coordinator somewhere else. Yeah, it's just not yeah. going to happen. Not here, though. Well, I mean, that might that happen. might be true, but that's what he's good at. Yeah, well, that, I agree. He's he's a pretty good defense coordinator. It's really hard to stick with the organization that demotes you, you know, and you, and says, you know, here you just you're not good enough at what you're doing now, but we're going to give you this job over here. Yeah, not going to happen. No, yeah, I, he'll I, do it I, elsewhere. I, I, yeah, I understand that, but I'm just saying. That's what he's good at since they lost both of their defensive guys this year. They need a good defense. He's, he's done a great job with the defense, but they still need experienced head coach and an offensive coordinator. Don't disagree with that all at right, all. Jim. Jim, thank you. We appreciate it. Let's keep going. In Burwood, we find Ben up next. Hello, Ben. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to respond to a caller that was a little bit ago. He was talking about Mike Tomlin and how – he doesn't think he's done a good job in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know who else would have gotten more out of Antonio Brown than him. Uh, and he was comparing Tomlin and Eberflus vis-a-vis. You know, Eberflus picked his coaching staff, right? Right. Yes. Did Mike Tomlin pick the players that he's supposed to coach? Uh, no, Some. I believe the general manager picked <laughs> yeah. those players. Yeah. So we're supposed to believe, though, that Eberflus has the right, you know, he has the ability to select his own staff. Yes, that's, well, that's exactly right. He did. And if it's not the case, we got big problems, which I kind of believe it might not be the case. I mean, we had Lovey. He got stuck with a retread and Mike Mart. He he had to hire Mike Tice. What did Mike Tice do, Yurko? What did he used to coach, other than being the head coach? Of the yeah, uh, he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and he was an offensive line coach. Uh, 
offensive line coach. So no familiarity with coaching offense. And Lovey had to hire him to be the offensive coordinator. I think we might have a problem here with the coaches being brought in and then they're told who to hire on their staff, right? Well, possibly. I, but I think the head coaches are responsible for the assistant coaches that they bring in. And sometimes you don't have a, a, a choice. Your best guys are already probably with programs out there, and the guys become available. Then you've got to bring them in. You, you, you know, you interview them, you ask them questions, and say, okay, hopefully this guy with the professional background that he's had has a crystal clear understanding of exactly what uh, we want out of him when he gets here. And right. That's, I mean, but that's are, the, are the head coaches given a certain – I mean, you know, obviously, a lot more of it than everyone else that calls in and then me. And wait, wait, Are the wait. head coaches given a budget? for their coaching staff? Because I know that doesn't count against the cap. Well, I, I'm sure, I'm, I, but I'm sure that they're, they're working under some sort of framework. Right. That, you know, hey, mm-hmm. I, this is what I make, this is what my coordinators are going to make, these are what the position guys are going to make, depending upon their experience in the league. So yeah. I think that's what it's kind of dependent upon also. You, you can, uh, for the, all the head coaches that I have covered, you can basically go in, they can say, listen, I want this guy. Uh, he's going to want, we already know that they've got, mm-hmm. they have Cliff Stein is right there. He knows exactly what these guys are all making. He knows what they're going to be asking for. And then they work within that budget and they say, is this doable? Is this doable? I actually think it's a, plays a big role in why they didn't fill the two jobs. I think, I'm just saying that they were like the two guys being Alan Williams and Mm -hmm. Walker, the two coaches that were let go. I happen to think that that did play a role, that they were not going to put more money out for two more coaches. Not at that point in the season. I just hate that as a Bears fan, you know, we the head coaches, sometimes they're retreads, sometimes they're not. But the staff that the head coach hires, it's never some, you know, Eberflus is going to get fired. He's going to go be the defensive coordinator somewhere else. We hired him to be the head coach, and then he goes backwards to be a defensive coordinator. The defense is good. He's a good defensive coach. But why can't we get an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator that used to be a head coach or that had a lot of, you know, just excellence somewhere else? It never seems to happen for us. Well, we had Marinelli there for a little bit. who used to yeah. be a head coach, then came back and was cool. And then he said, I'm not going to take this job going forward if you hire Mike Trustman or Mark Trustman. Well, but every – any was a good, But, Ben, right. Ben, any coach that comes in – gets the say on his staff. So I, I appreciate the phone call, but but you're, I think you're confusing some of the issues here. And that is when a new coach comes in, he looks at the staff that is in place and he says, wow. I, yeah, I want to keep this guy. I want you know, I want John Hoke. You know, I'd like to keep him. I like him. Um, you know, there's... Mike Holmgren comes to the Green Bay Packers. He's got to hire a coaching staff. He keeps Dick Tron and he keeps Greg Blosh, two coaches. The then he brings everybody else in. John Gruden comes in. It's guys that he interviewed, guys that he wanted. Nobody right. else wanted any of these guys. Nobody knew any of these guys when they came into the league. Nobody knew who the hell Andy Reid was. Andy Reid was a young man. Uh, Steve Mariucci, he wasn't doing anything anywhere else. Holmgren knew him, and Holmgren was familiar with them. Gil Haskell was a veteran guy that was with the L.A. Rams. And, and Mike Holmgren brought him in. Gil Haskell coached the receivers, right? Tom Lavat was a veteran NFL guy that had been around coaching the offensive line. Uh, the, the Ray Rhodes was a guy that he was familiar with. Ray Rhodes played in the league. 
He was out with the New York Giants. So he was familiar with Ray Rhodes when he brought him in here as the, you know, the coordinator. Then they hired other guys. They hired assistants. And they had a guy that was going to be the quality control on the defensive side of the ball. He hired all these guys. Nobody knew who the hell some of these guys were when they come into the league. Especially Andy Gruden and, um, and, and Mariucci. These were guys that were getting their first shots. Okay, but they came in with the right system, with the right people. And the next thing you know, six years later, these guys are all getting their chances and their opportunities. 99 in Philadelphia. Mariucci went to coach in California, uh, the University of California with the Bears. Then went to San Francisco after that. Gruden ended up going uh, to Philadelphia with Ray Rhodes. And Andy Reid ended up getting promoted throughout the system before Andy went to Philadelphia after Ray Rhodes was in Philadelphia. And he was there in 99 when they got Donovan McNabb in as the quarterback. So that's the way it works. You bring people in that you're comfortable with, who you know, who you trust. You bring these guys in for your staff. Right. Right. And And some of them are holdovers because they know them. They've worked with them in the past. Or they're very competent at what they do. And they're professionals. And they have a great reputation. And, I mean, whether or not they were former head coaches. Yeah, it doesn't make a lick of a difference. As long as they can take players, they can teach, they can educate, and they get everybody pulling on the same side of the rope. That's what you're looking to do. Listen, when, when anyone is off, and I know we have to take a break here, but when anyone is offered a job or is interviewing as a head coach, they've got their list. They've got their, their dream list of staff and who they would recruit to come to Chicago and be on their staff. So, I, I mean, that's an ongoing thing for anyone that's interviewing to be a head coach. So, all right, let's take another break. We've got lots more phone calls. We'll continue on the phone lines when we come back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Ah, listen to this. So nice. It's very melodious. Yeah, there you go. Um, that, that call about the coaching staffs, um, my head was spinning. It went in a little bit of a direction. Yeah. Former head coaches. You and... want former head coaches as your coordinators. Well, you know, not a lot of new head coaches want, want former, those guys yeah. on their staff. They're, they're looking to that the first sign of trouble. Look it over their shoulder. Yeah. Go, hey, he can't do it. Maybe you should have me do it. I think I can get it done. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's why and I think Holmgren went with who he went with. And so much goes into the timing when a coach is hired, uh, the connections that they have, the the staffs that they've been on, right. who they've coached right. with and when they're working, well, walking like their way up. Holmgren left San Francisco. And I'm sure he was like, hey, don't grab all our guys and take them right. all with you. Right. All right? Be respectful. Right. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, they were respectful. I was trying to see from Matt Eberflus's staff uh, who the holdovers were from, what, were there any holdovers from Matt Nagy's From Matt Nagy. From Matt Nagy. Well, I don't know. Uh, You'd be looking at somebody that's been here for three years or more, right? Third year with the Bears, fourth year with the Bears, fifth year with the Bears. Yeah. Then they would be the ones that are holdovers. You're going through the list right now, Peg. And I'm, yeah, 
I, I, I'm I not seeing him. him. No, I'm not seeing him either. Which so. coaches did we lose? We lost our defense coordinator. Who else did we lose? Uh, the year? running backs coach. And the running the backs Walker. coach. Yeah. And those guys, when, at the one practice I was at, I, one practice was enough for me this year, Peggy. Well, it bothered you that well, much? It was waste of time. For, for that being the most physical practice they were going to have, the way they were practicing, I'm just like, this is a waste. I've wasted my time today. I can't get it back. I mean, you can fool the rubes. You, and when I say the rubes, the corporate people that come out that sponsor the team, that sit in the end zone. Yeah, and the sponsors, all, yeah. You can fool those rubes. Okay, them the rubes you can fool. Oh, look, there's activity. There's things going on. I was watching practice 9 on 7. I go, what in the hell is going on here? What is this? I, I couldn't recognize it. That's inside run in the modern day? That's awful. There's one way to practice, the correct way to practice. You're either practicing the correct way or you're not practicing the correct way. So after that, we had four more dates up there. Well, I never wasted my time to go see a practice again. If that was supposed to be the most physical practice I was going to see, boy, that's just nothing but junk for me. Do you think looking back, was there, was there anything that you're surprised now looking back uh, that was positive that you thought you didn't like what they were doing in practice? And then you look back, go, oh, all right, well, that actually worked out with them. I guess there was a hint of enthusiasm. And at some point, they believed that they were going to be a good team, even though they stumbled out of the gates and lost the first four. Yeah. Um, I thought when they put that two-game two, uh, win streak together, and they got that confidence. I, I thought they exhibited some confidence, and they felt like they were going to be a good football team. Uh, the difference is that you've got to earn the right to then be a good football team. You can have all the confidence in the world, but you've got to earn the right to be able to walk around like you're, you know, you're, you're the barnyard pimp, like you're the, you're the guy. Yeah. You've got to earn that. So I felt that the one thing, the positive thing I did see was that they had an air of something about them because they felt like they were going to be special. Um, but I think they quickly found out, until you do it on the field, it doesn't make a difference what you feel like. You've got to do it to, to kind of earn it. And then that, that two-game win streak, I think they're playing good football. You know what I'm saying? I think they're pe- playing competitive football. I think that's there now. What happened against Kansas City, I don't think can happen now. Now, you still find ways to lose games, but being whitewashed against somebody... I don't think that can happen now. What they did against Green Bay, I don't think can happen now. I think they've come too far as defense. They've got confidence, and they know they've got the ability and they can play. So I think that's the only thing that maybe I saw. But I hated the way they practiced. I hated it. And when they went to Indianapolis and they were deemed to be so tremendous that they didn't have to play in a game, in a preseason game, that bothered me. And and maybe not because of the 20 reps they were going to get in the game, was going to make a difference, but it bothered me that somehow somebody was too good to pr- to, to put any forth uh, put any effort in into a ball game because yeah. you were deemed to be so special that week, and then when they crapped the bed in the first four weeks of the season, to me that 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 came from the preseason. What they did the first four weeks of the season carried over from the preseason. You don't just show up and win games. You need to earn games in the NFL. In the NFL, you got to go out and you got to fight for what you get. You're not just given anything because you feel good about yourself. It, it sure felt like it took them a long time to yeah. get to that point this year. Yeah. It really did. Let's go to Hyde Park. Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hi. Hi, how's it going? 
Um, I wanted to make a point that I haven't heard too many people speak on, and that is um, since we did things the backwards way and we hired the GM first and then we hired Kevin Warren, I think Pose is in a lose-lose situation. You keep Fields, the rookie pans out to be better, you're gone. You keep the rookie and the rookie don't develop and Fields goes somewhere and become a 3,500-yard passer a year, scores 35 touchdowns a year, you're gone. So, to me, Pose is in a lose-lose situation unless there's a better relationship that hasn't been put out there between him and Kevin Warren because earlier it was reported that Warren wanted to have a little bit more say-so in football ops. So if he's going to have more say-so, he's going to want to have his GM. So that's one thing. The second thing is we have not had any type of competent coaching staff around this Justin Fields guy since he's been drafted. So who's who's taking the blame or the responsibility for not having the competent coaching necessary to develop a quarterback? So if Eberflus gets a pass for having junior college junior college talent last year, why doesn't Fields get that same pass? So my whole thing is let's find a competent coaching staff, let's let's continue to develop the rest of the team, and if we need to explore another quarterback when it's time to pick up the fifth-year option, then we get another quarterback. Well, that time to pick up the fifth-year option is coming up in a few months. So they will have to make that. May 2nd. They will have to make that decision, and that's why everyone's talking about it now. They have to make that decision right now. They have to know whether or not they are sticking with Justin Fields or moving on. Well, you'll find out in the offseason. Yeah. And, again, I hope he plays, uh, plays his ass off in the next three games. It's the best for everyone. It's the best. It would. It's a good problem to have. Uh, out to Indy we go. Hello, Steve. Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Good, good to talk to you. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year if I don't talk to yes. you guys again. Absolutely. Thank hey, you. Uh, something Jerko said earlier, uh, talking about the $50 million quarterback and the things that you have to give up to be able to pay that guy told me everything that I needed to know about Fields in a nutshell because we need an extra receiver. We need more interior line help. We can't get that right now, but Fields still isn't, you know, he isn't showing us he can win with a deficit of players in his third year. I guess that's where I'm going. He can't overcome that shortcoming now. So who's to say he can overcome that shortcoming later? That being said, I'm only going to go on the assumption that Fields will be gone but the question I have for you, Yurko, is what would you think about if we draft a quarterback at number one, say it's, you know, one of the good guys, like I like Drake May. If we draft a new guy and we keep the entire staff together, what are your thoughts on that? Because I haven't heard that discussed a whole lot. I, I don't think you're keeping the staff together, but let's do the Drake May thing. Drake May doesn't need to be taken with the first pick. If, if if the analysis of everything starts to happen and Caleb Williams is the number one ch- uh, choice and you think Drake May is the better quarterback, then you trade down into a position where you'll be able to get Drake May. And whoever wants to jump up to get him up at number one, as long as you don't move down, I think the analysis of everything that needs to happen this offseason of, of all the quarterbacks that are out there, each individual team that's looking at a quarterback, and say there's ten of them, We'll go about the business of ranking these players 1 to 10. 
and not every ranking will be identical. One to ten, who people think are the best quarterbacks. You saw that already with Trubisky when he came out. You saw it when Trey Lance came out, and and you had uh, uh, Lawrence as the quarterback there too. You you've seen different types of rankings over the course of time. Deshaun Watson's number one, Mahomes number one, Trubisky's number one, blah blah. Whatever ends up happening, right? You've got to go about this. Is the scouting department, not your coaching staff. Your scouting department scouts the players, ranks the players. Then they'll bring a coach in to maybe get an idea or a thought on what they think about the player. The scouts are the ones that do that, and they rank the players, and they go about that business, and then you bring the coaching staff in. If you're going to separate and you're going to bring a new quarterback, you don't bring it with a staff. You've made this mistake 100 times. If you're going to get rid of the quarterback, you're going to get rid of the staff. It all goes at one time together, period, gone. That's what your plan is. If you want to keep the quarterback, you want to get rid of your staff, that's fine. That's not an issue either. Get rid of your staff, bring a new staff in. The new staff might want a different quarterback, though. Then you've got to figure out then what to do with your quarterback. And that's where a trade might come in. Well, if you are, if you're keeping Justin Fields or if you are going to trade him, uh, wouldn't you shut him down to protect him? No. Why? No, because I still need. He still has to show more. To me, he still needs to go out there and he needs to play. You know, everybody thought he was the world beater last year when he was the most dynamic. This, the most dynamic. That people had him ranked in the top ten this year. Coming out, some did. Some guys had him ranked as one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Oh, there was a lot of love. That's the the feeling I still want going into this off season. That provides you with as much flexibility as you could possibly have moving forward. Mm. And that's all I ask. Whatever decisions are going to be made, I want the most flexibility coming into the offseason for the Bears. For whoever's going to be making the decisions, Ryan Pulse, Kevin Warren, coaching staff, whoever they may be. But that's what I want, the most flexibility possible. Don't forget, we have NFL trivia with Shay Norling at Lantern Inn in Naperville. 7 o'clock tonight, the prize is a Travis Kelsey signed football. So get all your girlfriends and get all your daughters and get all those Swifties to head on out and join Shay tonight at Lantern Inn Naperville at 7 o'clock tonight. We take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls. It's Carmen and Yurko with Peggy on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Ahead of uh, Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals, the Thursday injury report just came out for the Bears. And let's see, Deontay Foreman did not practice for uh, personal reasons. Tevin Jenkins did not practice uh, for, he has not practiced all week. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, Let's see, Cole Komet was limited with a quad injury. Uh, Mercedes Lewis did not practice because he's old. Um, let's see who else. Darnell Mooney did have full practice. Uh, he was sick earlier this week, did not practice on Wednesday. Looking to see who else. EQ St. Brown also did not practice. He's been out with that pectoral uh, issue. And Demarcus Walker did practice today, full practice today uh, for him. He sat out yesterday with a shin 
injury. That's a shin injury. Uh, Noah Sewell, the the rookie linebacker, is still out with that knee injury. He did not practice. He's not been on the uh, – I don't think he's played all year. Did he play early in the year? And then uh, he got injured. Linebacker very, Sewell, yeah. 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 Early in the year, I think he did have some time. Yeah, he's one of the guys that would have been nice to see um, out on the field more. So that's your injury report from Hallis Hall as they wrap up practice today. Uh, Let's go out to Crystal Lake. Is it uh, Wyatt? You're up next. Hi, Wyatt. Hello. uh, First time listener calling in here. How uh, how are you guys doing today? Great. Good, Wyatt. Welcome aboard, my friend. Uh, Thank you. I just want to talk about two points I heard earlier on the show. Uh, one, my opinion on what we should do in the draft and free agency is really, I think we should stick with fields. There's no point drafting another scrambler such as Caleb Williams. I feel like they're going to have similar outcomes in the league. And I think we don't waste money resigning a guy like Darnell Mooney and we go get Marvin Harrison. He's a generational talent out wide, and I think he's going to be the best suit for us. Also, uh, I heard uh, Peggy, you said uh, Lamar Jackson is a tier, a mid-tier two quarterback. Mid-tier I mean, two. Play- no, I didn't say mid-tier. I said, I said he was at the top of tier two. Yurko well, said yeah, he's I mean, mid-tier yeah. two. Okay, well, anyways, he's in the hardest division in football, four playoff contending teams. And, I mean, he's the one seed in the AFC, which is the harder conference out of the two. And, I mean, we've seen what the Ravens have done with Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson at quarterback, and it's been pitiful. So, I mean, when you're looking at a team like the Ravens, when they don't have Lamar, they suck. And when they have Lamar, they're the best team, one of the best teams in the league. I just don't see how you can call him a tier two quarterback. Uh, uh, we appreciate your thoughts yeah. on that. Thank you, Wyatt. Uh, yeah, Wyatt. We're not the only and, ones. And call again and keep listening. How yeah. about that? I love it. I love that yeah. he was the first time well, caller. We don't need, listen, he believes he's a tier one guy. I don't believe he's a tier one guy. I got him as a tier two guy. You know what he does? He wins. That I'll give him credit for everything. He wins, and he wins with Baltimore and the way they want to play football, okay? And they went and they devised an offense where he could be successful, which is what you're going to have to do, which what is what needs to happen here in Chicago. Now, I'm four weeks in front of you wanting to keep Justin Fields, just so you know. Four weeks in front of him wanting to keep Justin Fields. But I wanted to keep Iberflus, too. Just these losses are driving me crazy where you win the turnover uh, ratio. You win the, the rushing battle. You didn't win time of possession last week, but you're right there even. When you lose games that nobody's ever lost with the statistics that you have, it drives it, that drives me a little bit batty and a little bit crazy. Keep listening, Wyatt. Out to Westmont we go. Steve is up next. Hi, Steve. Hey, how's it going, Peg? Good. You're cool. How are you? Good. Great. I, 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 lo- I love you, Peg, from back in the Johnny B days. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Kevin Matthews, yeah. yeah. Oh, Kevin Matthews, too, yeah. No, I, I actually, a couple of guys, a couple uh, segments of a, a guy kind of stole my thunder about. Uh, my idea is just keeping fields because you don't have to pay him a lot. So hang on to him. You can, and I would get, I would get Marvin Harrison Jr. And then whatever other quarterback, if, if they, right now they're at what, what, one and five, pick up another quarterback. Either have like an open competition, or or uh, the other thought is if because you don't have any injured quarterbacks who's been this year, if and a, a guy gets hurt, they're going to say, all right, well we need a quarterback. I think they could get more if they wanted to get rid of Fields. I think that I mean I don't, I'll just hang up and let you guys. Uh, what do you think about that? I uh, listen. I'm for keeping Justin. I already said that, but I think you need to get an offense coordinator in here that can build a system around what Justin Fields can do. Period. This this uh, this whole discussion, 
in the beginning of the year, we talked about, are we going to have an answer on Justin Fields? And we thought we would have an answer, that this would not be the topic of discussion. And it is it's still... Not, it's not a crystal clear answer, that's for sure. It's not crystal clear, and that is... And a lot of people say because it's not crystal clear, that means that you've got to make a move. Well... I mean, if you're if you're a general manager and you're waiting until the end of the season to get an answer on how good you think your uh, player A is, then I do think that that's too late. What I if, do. What if your answer is you know you need a new coordinator? What if that's your answer? That's interesting. That could be an answer. That could be the answer right. is that I still love Justin Fields. I just don't love the system that we have him right. playing. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Do we should we take another call? No, we don't. We have to go up against the uh, clock against here because it. we've got crosstalk. We do have crosstalk with uh, the two handsome Diablos. Yes, yes, two very handsome men waiting in the wings. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be Tyler Aki. <laughs> oh, Sylvie's at home. Oh, is he still sick? again? Still sick. Is he, hey, is he don't cl- be blaming me. Is he claiming sickness? Is that what he's claiming? Oh, boy. Oh, Jeez. man. I hate I'm to hear that. You. I hate to. I want everyone healthy for the holidays. Everyone should be healthy. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will crosstalk with at least Tommy. All right? We'll do that when we come back. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yuriko. Did the podcast today with uh, uh, Pat the uh, the Impaler? And he's not an Impaler. What, what is he? Pat the what? Pat the Designer. He's not an Impaler. Yeah. What do you think? He's walking around with a sword.